Snippet. The short podcast platform. Good evening. I am your humble narrator. Our friend the professor finds himself in quite the storm, where every raindrop is the sword of Damocles, and every wind gust is the wimpling wing of a bête noire. He can scarcely reckon with one mystery before another bears down on him. Melting townspeople, dangerous experiments, the end of the world. And now the professor and his companions, both canine and distaff, find themselves flung over 36 hours into the past. The storm has not yet even begun, and yet the professor will find himself infinitely more imperiled. Is there yet any hope for the professor to untangle himself from the conundrum of Cora Bay? Part three, at his master's gate. See? Your machine is purring like a bear cat. Are we even sure that's my automobile? You said it yourself. I said it looks just like my automobile, but mine was lost on the roadside two nights ago during... But don't you see? Terry's letter said that this is two days ago. You won't wreck your car until later tonight. That's impossible. How could falling asleep in a cellar send us backward through time? Well, in a pig's eye. If Terry thinks my father is in danger, if all of us are in danger, I'm not going to just sit around and gather moss. Wait, where are you going? If my father was running weather tests, he might be offshore. There are a few small islands real close. We can take the boat at the old dock. Well, don't leave me here. What about your dock? What about my... Oh, right. Bucket! Here, Bucket! Oh, he's upset. Maybe he doesn't like cars. Here, boy. There he goes. Wait, Bucket. He'll be all right. An apple orchard is a perfectly fine place for a dog to run amok. Surely it is, but what about the stormy weather and the end of the world business? That's why we don't have time for silly footing or thump stumping. Ah, careful. Let me at least shut my door. These packets are punchy. Mind the fence. Not exactly what I meant. There's no time. The flighty hand of Lady Fate holds the wheel, and the professor is but her passenger. If only he could calm his nerves with a piece of Smiling Zack Chewing Gum. Smiling Zack Chewing Gum only uses the most high quality of ingredients. Teams of filibusters scour South America, searching for the finest rubber plantations to partner with. The chemistry department of the University of Chicago supplies the patented formula of additives, a unique combination of caffeine, black licorice, and a little something extra to put a bit of pep in your step. You can go 15 rounds against life itself. With Smilin' Zack Chewing Gum, start John today. Our poor gumless hero will have to make do without. The storm is already starting. I'll have to drive faster. 
Easy there. I have a helpful instructional monograph from the manufacturer in the gloves compartment here. And their advice indicates that lower speeds are actually preferable during rainfall. What does it say about world-ending weather experiments? Sonia, can I ask you a question? Of course. Do you really believe we are in the past? That when Saturday ended, we started Friday over again? I might not be entirely sure what to believe, but I know what I saw with my own two eyes, and I know what I read in Terry's letter. Can I ask another question? Just out with it! What kind of weather experiment explains Mac and the mare melting into mud? All right, all right. So maybe I don't have an explanation for every last little... Hey, look! Somebody on the side of the road! Maybe it's Terry! I should pull over. I have a terrible sense of deja vu all of a sudden. That fella looks awful familiar. We have met the enemy, and he is us. No, no, steer away! Hey! Don't grab the tiller! Watch it! Don't stop! Keep accelerating! Why aren't we helping? Look back. That guy looks a lot like you. I think it is me. When I was on the side of the road Friday, a Packard came by and splashed me. A Packard that looked just like mine. So we just splashed... you? I can recollect it so clearly. Like it was just two days ago. I was soaking wet with muddy water just before... Bucket! Before that dog ran up to me. And there he is, back there. I can see Bucket the dog running towards him. Well, me, him. Friday, me. So that's where the dog came from. What do you mean? You brought the dog to you. Makes perfect sense. Actually, the more I consider it, the more I think it doesn't make sense. How's that? Well, if we brought the dog to me so that I can bring it to me again, and then it gets brought to me... And? What is the dog's genesis? His origin? Where did he come from? I thought you were a college boy. He came from his dog father and dog mother. He could be trapped in this two-day cycle, endlessly meeting me and then being brought to meet me again. There's a dog father paradox at play here, and... That's enough, Wordsworth. There's the doc. You cannot mean to traverse the sea on this rickety boat. In this storm... I have to find my father. You're free to take your packet and drive on up to Portland like you planned. Enjoy your new job and your new life. Wait! What is it? I, I, I... I'm not much of a waitress, so spit it out! I can't let you go out there. Is that right? Alone. It's too dangerous. I'm not sure what to believe anymore, but I saw that man on the side of the road, and that man was I. If your father is in danger, nay, if the entire world is in danger, then I must offer my assistance. Much appreciated, Galahad. Now sit down so you don't fall out when I start the motor. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. The fickle gusts of the sinister eastern wind will toss the professor, much as happenstance has tossed him through set and setting. We can only imagine the terror the professor would face if he were on an aeroplane voyage, especially without a piece of smiling Zack chewing gum to calm his delicate nerves. 
gathering that little dust-up in Europe a few years back, our boys in the Army Air Service trusted Smilin' Zack. Declare an armistice in the war against boredom, distraction, and sour mouth. Smilin' Zack chewing gum. Find it wherever finer consumables are sold. And now back to Brian, boat bound towards destiny. <sighs> A cold earth slept below. Nothing on Turn Island or Doe Island. Keep your eyes peeled. Are these rocky, windswept isles really the most ideal location for scientific research? He likes the isolation. But you're already so isolated. Well, sometimes he wants more isolation. <sighs> it must get very lonely. I do all right by myself. Always been an only child. No man is an island. Well, I'm a woman looking for an island. An island? You seem so sure the island will be the answer to our prayers. So? What's the big idea? Facsimile townspeople melt before our eyes. We get sent backward through time. We find a letter telling us we're responsible for stopping the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, get to the point. Do not hesitate for even a moment. Cataclysmic changes to the fabric of our universe, and you do not seem in the least perturbed. I've seen plenty of weird business. No time to dawdle if there's danger. Your resolve is admirable. Resolve? Huh. Why don't you write a poem about it? I... There, look. Something on Buck Island. A little building. Whoa, easy. I don't think you're supposed to stand up. Quit carping. We're going ashore. There's a light on in there. How long has this been here? Should we knock? Daddy! Daddy, where are you? Wait! He's not here. Crude laboratory. What are all these machines? They look like wax cylinders for recording sound. Just rotating endlessly. To what end? How should I know? My word! What was that? It sounded like that Mac fellow. The one who melted in front of me. A looped recording of Mac talking? Why would Father care about that? What are these strange crystals? I don't know. I'm familiar with radio crystals, but not like this. Enlighten me, Edison. A regular radio crystal is a standard thing. Unremarkable. But these crystals... A swirling storm. A microcosmic ocean trapped in a glass prison. Blue overtakes red. Then red overwhelms blue. Never fully settling into purple. Huh. Well, fancy talk aside, we need to keep looking. Experiments with recording equipment don't seem like they could end the world. Father must have a more dangerous experiment somewhere. This chalkboard has Sanskrit on it. Schwan. Curious. You can read that? I say, Keaton, I'm slightly impressed. A poet or a classicist would be interested in Sanskrit, but... Why would a man of the natural sciences like your father be concerned with such things? Could it be related to the crystals? You've really got a thing for the crystals, don't you? A trap door. 
I wonder what's down here. My word! It's another wax cylinder machine. But it's enormous, gigantic, colossal. It's still just some silly sound equipment, no matter the size. One of those crystals was the size of a human skull. The eerie purple light it cast. Quit worrying about the damn crystals! Hmm. An old photographic picture of your father. He's a young man here, standing with an older man, in front of a table of... strange crystals. All right! The crystals might have something to do with all this funny business, after all. I knew it! My father studied under Herr Dr. Loringo in Tibet. That's them in the photographic picture together. I'm afraid I can't say that I'm familiar with him. Herr Dr. Loringo became a wandering recluse many years ago. No one has heard from him in decades. He would be over 100 years old now, if he were still alive. What was his field of study? Applied geopsycho-interpolation. Hmm. I see. They believed in the crystalline enhancement and amplification of innate telepathic powers in the human brain. So the crystals are the key to all of this. Father and Herr Doctor disagreed about the limits of the Bacorium crystal's effects. I think you've shared enough with our guest, daughter. Father! Dr. Sherasan! You're interfering. You don't understand the damage you've already done. I must stop you at once. I need to get back home in time to greet a stranded motorist. <laughs> Caught in the company of a man's daughter, fiddling with his shack full of gadgets? That's an unenviable position our friend the professor finds himself in. I'm sure he'd rather be enjoying a delicious piece of Smiling Zack Chewing Gum. Hooray! The formula for Smiling Zack Chewing Gum was designed for maximum palate appeal. Whether it's original licorice flavor or one of our brand new flavors, try saffron, elderberry, or every child's favorite, star anise. Keep your mouth right with Smiling Zack Chewing Gum. Chewability and flavor. Can Brian escape? Will his questions be answered. You poet. I should have suspected that you would sabotage my magnum opus, but using your foul knowledge of decadent continental verse to ensorcel my own daughter against me? Dr. Sharasan, we... And my own daughter, complicit in vandalizing my sacred machinery. Father, this has gone too far. These machines... You've been deactivating my Meccano soul enablers? Is that what you call these things? Looped wax cylinder recordings with special crystals. You have been touching the crystals? Father, no. And you dare ask me what happened to the supposed townspeople? You. You melted the townspeople. No. You melted the townspeople. Father, please. I cannot allow you to interfere. Father, what is that? Oh, heaven help us. He has a gun. A revolver. The doctor is armed. Oh, no. Woe betide we. You do not realize the monumental importance of the work that you so casually threaten to destroy. I'll show you casually. No, no, don't break that. Watch out! 
there's noxious purple smoke coming from that busted contraption. Quick, this way. Take my hand. Where are we going? This way. That's funny. I didn't see this door earlier. You dare hide from me? A guru of time and space? I who enthrall the Trooper. This must be some kind of escape tunnel. Peculiar construction. Reminds me of that Terry fellow's cellar. We have to hurry. He'll figure out how to unlock that door. It's so dark. Where did this lengthy corridor of darkness come from? Wither, I mean. Come on. There's an escape hatch just ahead. What? There is? How can you possibly see that? Help me get this thing open. All right, I will see if I can summon my physical strength. Easy, fella. Not too close. That better be an apple in your pocket. Aye, aye, aye. Nothing could be further from my mind than Eros and... There! It's moving! No, it isn't! The hatch! Daylight! Daylight, of course! Wait, daylight? It was just the dead of night! Beautiful weather. Maybe it's morning again? I mean, Friday morning again? I don't see any sign of a storm brewing. The island looks different. The very air smells different. Very different. Look, over there! Picnic tables? Those weren't there when we arrived at the island. It's some sort of out-of-doors recreational area. I don't see our boat either. Look at this rubbish receptacle. Maybe we can find a clue. Grab that newspaper. Oh. Oh, my. Color print. Look at that date. Friday, the 16th of September. Must be a typographical error. It should be the 17th. No. Look at the year. Friday, September 16th, 1977. Forty years. How will the professor handle the uncertain journey into the undiscovered country that is 1977? Can he even be certain that his beloved poetry has survived? Will there be danger, mystery, or perhaps even an answer to the conundrum of Cora Bay? I'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Smilin' Zack Chewing Gum. Give your teeth a visit from the squadron of flavor, Smiling Zack. Please, dear listeners, we implore you, control your fear, manage your excitement, and check back in here two weeks from now. We'll be waiting for you. (laughs) This has been a work of fiction produced by Snippet in Orange County, California. Story written by Eric Lambden and edited by Jonathan Katz, with appearances in this episode from Keith Barbaria, Aaron McGee, Monica Pena, and Mike Drew. Original music, sound design, and editing by Jonathan Rock. Executive production from Tyler Russell and Steph Weaver-Weinberg. Find more episodes and other short shows you'll love at snippet.fm.